We play and call it work. Hello, I am back. And Cullen just cracked his elbow horribly <laughs> as he pointed at me. Uh, I'm here to talk and answer your questions for like an hour or some. I, I do have another Battlefleet Gothic game I gotta play, so I would like to stick around for more, though I think I should probably keep it to an hour. Now, Cullen is currently working on some chatbot issues. I do have some questions from a lot of you on Facebook. Uh, next week is going to be Matthew, I think, or it's Steve. I'll ask Cullen more when he gets back in. The way the sit and talk works is if you're new and you're tuning in live, I am literally going to answer your questions live as well as some people who ask some questions on Facebook. Just kind of, well, give it to those people who can't really show up live. I will be able to answer their questions. If you do have any questions for me, there's a lot of Facebook questions. I'll try and power through those quickly. There's like 70 or something like that. Ridiculous amount of questions. And yeah, you got me for an hour. You could, you could have me for more, but I'm promised to another today. That's James. We're playing Battlefleet Gothic. So if you have any questions for those, please hold and ask them live, and I'll answer them live. Uh, and then to do that, I guess I'll remind you how to do that when that comes up. I'm currently, ironically, I'm having some internet issues uh, myself on my phone, where the, the, the Facebook questions are. Uh, I'm great at just rambling here awkwardly for a period of time until I get that working. Let me just figure all of that out. Why, why now? Like, why has it gotta be like that, you know? It's not great. What do we got here? Just give me a second here, folks. First and foremost, Battlefleet Gothic. I got it. I got it, I think. No, no comments yet. Crap. I got the wrong thing. Anyways, Battlefleet Gothic. Amazing game. Read the rules. I knew it was going to be amazing. How many, how many of you actually play Battlefleet Gothic? I can't actually see your answer, but like, I can't imagine it's a lot. It's old. Uh, <laughs> I think it's almost as old as I am, first and foremost. Are you back? Ha-ha! Wait, what do I hit? Do I hit connect? You're good. I'm good? You can start submitting questions now with the ask command. Okay, so now you can start submitting your questions. The way this works, you know what? Yeah, the way this works, you type exclamation mark ask, space your question. Try and keep it shorter and more concise because I can only see so much on the screen. I'll have to ask Cullen to go back and check out the timestamp if it's a little bit longer than that or if it's a little too big. And I'll try and answer as many of your questions as uh, possible. I already have one here from MisoMiso82. I asked some questions for Luca on the Mini Wargaming Sit and Talk last video site. Uh, They're short and sweet. Didn't leave them on Facebook. Sorry. Oh, okay. So you left them on the previous one. I understand. So I'll, I'll, I'll go check out that one for you, MisoMiso. Unless you want to rewrite it for me here because that'd be easier for me. I can, I can go check it out myself though. If you don't, that's fine. I understand. Uh, it was, I don't, was it Steve or is it, did Steve ever end up doing his? Okay. Uh, but I said it was for me. Oh, okay. But next week is Matt confirmed. Yeah, hold on. I can continue. I guess it should go to Matt. Yeah. So next week, if you have any questions for Matt, leave them under this video. If you're not watching this live and you don't plan on watching this live next time, go to miniwargame.com where this video is. Not on YouTube. Those comments will be disabled. That's where you ask your questions to Matt. Leave them to the boss or Matt, you know, however you want to. And then if you do plan on watching it live, then don't bother and just ask them as they're live. It's Cullen is slightly adjusting this. We got the darkest stick. I kind of want to figure out how to, I'm having a hard time with my internet right now, unfortunately. So we're going to go to. What are you struggling with? I'm trying to open it up on, you know, I'm trying to open up the questions I have on Facebook right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Use Firefox. Yeah, I'll use Firefox instead. So who from Mini Wargaming, ooh, 
Who from any wargaming will be playing Adeptus Aurorita in the upcoming bat reps, dedicated or shared role? The Darkest Stig. I did the review for them. I had a lot of fun playing that game. And I had mentioned that I would promise to play them again in the future. Now chapter proved out. Uh, there's so many other lists that I really want to play at the same time. It'll probably be me. It's either going to be me or Matt. And that's all I can really promise you there. Uh, if And Matt will do like maybe three games with him as before he moves on to something else. As he is, He's just ebbing, ebbing and flowing through all the armies in every game right now. He'll play three, focus on them like really heavily. And then once he's done everything he wants to do for them, he'll move on to the next army, the next newest thing, the next newest thing. Got to keep it new and fresh, right? Uh, I'll play them a few times in the future as well. I can almost guarantee that if someone comes in with a Chaos Force, I'll play either them or Space Wolves. Maybe Space Wolves at first because the point drops. I want to at least try that out. And then after that, it'll be Sororita or the Battle Sisters. That, that I can promise. Because they're quite interesting. They're, for a Toughness 3 army, the fact that they want to rush towards their enemy as fast as they... Oh, what happened? We're, we lost it. I'm back. Thank you for sticking around. Hopefully some people that left will come back to join us again. Ah, we lost internet. It happens. Apologize again. It's so random. It's just like working perfectly fine all of a sudden. Gone. So I'm going to go until about 3.10, 3.15 instead of the usual 3 because of the lost time there. And I'm going to, the darkest thing, if you're still around, I'm going to answer your question again, but quickly. It's going to be me or Matt. It's going to be me whenever I play against uh, uh, Chaos Forces. I'm going to probably play Space Wolves once or twice with the new points, just to see how they play. Actually, no. I'm going to wait till Space Wolves come out in the Psychic Awakening book. So you know what? If someone comes in with Chaos soon, or if I play against Chaos soon, I'll play the Sisters of Battle until the Space Wolves get new rules. Then I'll play a bunch of them. That is probably my plan, is until I get bored of them. Is the queue still open and still working? Uh, as far as I know, yes. Did you just get a question from me about Michelle? No. So I'm going to close it and open it. I don't know if that works. So Miso Miso, please ask your question again. Nope, nope, it's actually disconnected. Oh, Streamlabs isn't working. Dang it. Sorry, guys. Internet issues, uh, technical issues. It's Cullen. Uh, I'll, you know what? I'll just go ahead and answer a question. On a, on a better note, I got my Facebook questions open. There's a lot of them. So I'm going to try and go through these quickly. All right. So everyone after Mr. Pancake, uh, who submitted a question using the ask command, if you don't mind, please resubmitting. I'm sorry. Yes, please, at this point, resubmit questions. And again, if you have a question submitted and I haven't answered it yet, a new question will pop up until I answer it. I'm trying to try go through this quickly. It's kind of against what I usually do, but... Uh, Harry Cayley, Horace Heresy question. Would you guys consider a heresy narrative campaign similar to the Death Watch ones? Small model count, uh, epic design. Uh, there is such huge scope of narrative, of course there is. The beginnings of the Knights Errant with Nathaniel Garrow, for example. That would be an excellent start, for sure. Just... It would pretty much be Death Watch. Now, I know the Knights Errant aren't actually Death Watch, but they're, like, really close to it. It'd be the Knights Errant campaign instead of Death Watch campaign. That would be super fun, using the old 7th edition rules. Now, I do know that Matt, at the time, kind of struggled to find a perfect balance with that edition to make Death Watch work. It, wasn't, it was always changing. I think there was two seasons of it in 7th edition, and it was constantly... It changed drastically between the two of them. 8th edition does work a little bit better for the Death Watch campaign. So I no promises there. Though I know people are interested in another Victory's Vengeance campaign. That's been up and down a lot recently too. Uh, a lot of us, we're all interested in the heresy, except for Matt. Like Matt still likes the Horus heresy, but he's more focused on Age of Sigmar and 8th edition. Whereas like Josh, Steve, and myself are all still heavily interested in the Horus heresy. But no promises on campaigns. It would be up to one of us to want to do it if we had a plan for a campaign. And that can be daunting. 
uh, especially with the uh, the rest of the workload we have going on. Next question here is by Nim F. Nim F. Sorry if I mispronounced it. Uh, what was your favorite narrative campaign that Mini Wargaming has done so far? I was a huge fan of. I can't remember what it's called now. It's funny. <laughs> the first Necron one, man. What was it? Oh no, Colin, help me. What was the first Necron one? Uh, they made the sequel to it. Fate of Fayum. The first Necron one. Fate of Fayum. Yeah. Yeah, Fate of Fayum. Love that one. I just at the time I was so obsessed with Necrons. I loved fifth edition Necrons so much. Uh, well, I liked them in third edition as well, a lot too. But I don't really remember. I didn't. I don't remember. I don't have as many good memories from back then because I was really, really young. But I played a lot of fifth edition, and they were. Oh. I missed them. Anyways, Fate of Fayum was really cool. I also really liked the Sisters of Battle one, where they were fighting against Chaos. That was awesome, too. Uh, that was... I'm bad with... I'm, my memory is just garbage, by the way. What was that one? Anyways, I liked those campaigns a lot. I just... I don't know why, but I think it's just the edition I really liked. 8th edition is great, too. I don't know. I think I liked those campaigns... No, the, the new ones are really fun too, though. Because I got to play in them, right? So it's, it's different between watching it and playing it. I really, those are the ones I watched because those were well before I got hired, right? So, yeah, it's just so different playing them and watching them. Like, when you're playing them, they're just fun games to play. Uh, the narrative is kind of there, but you're also, you already kind of know what's going on for some of them. And you're more focused on just playing the game instead of enjoying the narrative of it. So it's a completely different experience. I really remember enjoying the older ones because those are the ones I watched. Next question will go from live here. We got Captain Skillet. Why did you guys abandon me in World of Warcraft? The guild is lonely. That's not my fault. That's Steve and Josh's fault. I was no part of that. I was already in another guild on another server doing my own thing. I made no promises to join them. I said, maybe if I have time, I'll play with you guys too. So that's not my fault. And why do they abandon you? Well, because they can't focus on anything. <laughs> they're, plus, they're very busy, right? They... they it's, it's a big commitment World of Warcraft. Uh, I, I, I play a lot of World of Warcraft Classic right now, but I mean, I'm, I'm not even like, I, for anyone else who's playing, I guarantee you're level 60. I'm not, I'm like level 50. Uh, I've, I've gotten like seven days played so far. I'm working my way there, but I, I, I have time to play like a couple of hours every second day or so. But I, I feel like when I get 60, I can focus on raiding at least, because that like, you know, that's just like once a week, sometimes twice a week. Usually it's just the guild I'm in right now, I've already got a, I got a spot lined up for myself when I get to level 60, and, you know, I just got to get there. <laughs> I'm mostly looking forward to raiding and just random battlegrounds, so when you get to that part of World of Warcraft, that's where it's fine. You don't need, the, you don't need to worry about playing for five or six hours. You can just be in a BG or a raid all you need uh, until the harder raids come up. That's where a lot of the time thing comes in. I apologize that they abandoned you, though, but I had nothing to do with that. Next question is going to be from Mr. Pancakes for the win. Uh, seen a lot of square bases on the Facebook. Anything you want to tell us, Squarehammer wants to know. Well, Colin, Steve, and I have an ongoing game of Warhammer Fantasy Battles going right now. It's uh, we, we're trying to play after work in between like our busy schedules. Uh, that's the that's as per the Warhammer uh, series that Steve's got uh, going on for Mountain Miniature Gaming. Uh, that is 24 episodes of Warhammer Fantasy Battles. We've already recorded. We're currently recording the first one. For you guys to watch, though we've recorded other games already that are going to go on after that. We wanted the first game to be an epic triumph and treachery game, uh, and it is it is like real good so far. But we're just we're just trying to finish it. We got a, like a turn or two left in it. We just haven't had the time to finish it. Steve's off all this week. He's on uh, his little vacation thing, and uh, 
Sorry? And Mike keep accidentally taking photos. Yeah, and Mike won't stop taking photos of the game. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, so if you've seen, like, multiple photos of, like, elves or undead or skaven, like, that's the exact same game that's been set up for, like, a week. So, <laughs> it's not like we're, like, powering through a lot of games. Though, pretty sure Matt promised this, and if he didn't, I'll, I'll, I'll heckle him until he does. We're going to be doing a series of fantasy games in the vault only. So all for our vault members, there'll be a lot more Warhammer Fantasy Battle games. Kind of like the road to the old world being re-released again. We're just going to play fantasy until Games Workshop re-releases it as they promised in three years time. So that's a long time for now. But at least you'll have some Warhammer Fantasy until then. That's going to be like 6th edition and 8th edition. Like a mix between the two. Maybe some Triumph and Trees, I don't know. But that's going to be for vault members only. Uh, kind of a thank you for supporting us for all these years and uh, we know you guys really want some fantasy. And you know what? If you guys want more fantasy, you can check them out in the vault too. Uh, that's not going to be for a bit though, until we figure things out. Uh, next question. Miso Miso 82, there we go. If you could change anything about the rules of... Okay, this is kind of a long one. So this is uh, back from like 1430... Miso Miso's last question. 1430, 13-ish. I got the first one and two. Not the third one though. So the first question, if you could change anything about the rules of Age of Sigmar, what would it be? I actually really enjoy the core rules of Age of Sigmar right now. I want to say I want to see the magic do more. It already does a lot. I kind of miss the impact of magic in fantasy, but 8th edition was too much. There's, there's like, I want it somewhere in between. I want it to be huge, but it can be pretty big sometimes. You have Curse of Years, for example, right? Uh, and then a lot of the times it's very basic things like they take a mortal wound there and they... they uh, or negative one to hit, or there. It's a lot of negatives to hit. I want to see it do more things than that. If that makes any sense. Now, negative to hits are kind of boring, in my opinion. They're kind of a cop out. Here you're like standard things. Here has one that does damage. Uh, a version of like one to three mortal wounds in, in various different ways. Uh, a way that hits a horde. You roll like one, de one die for every model within X amount of range. They take mortal wounds on X die roll or negative to hit or negative to wound. Like, that's the usual things you get. Whereas I feel like Warhammer Fantasy had really creative spells, but they had the core rules to support building those kind of spells, right? I would like to see them do that. I miss challenges and characters joining units, but I could live without them. Age of Sigmar has a lot of auras, which I think is fine in a game that requires you to kind of bunch up in kind of uh, that fantasy. You don't want to be separate and on your own, right? Because in fantasy, you were never kind of separate and on your own. You had units supporting units, flanking and all that, so that's fine. I actually don't know. I, I am a big fan of the rule set right now. And the, the, the scenarios are great. The rule set seems great. Uh, I like the idea of being able to pile into things, dragging them into combat, choosing not to drag them into combat. That's a whole skill set that is kind of hard to actually figure out what's worth dragging and what's not worth dragging, what's worth charging and what's not worth charging, and how many should I charge in as opposed to how many am I dragging in. It's a lot of things to take into consideration when you're playing. The second part of that question is, what are your rules hopes for the new edition of Warhammer Fantasy Battles in a few years? I really enjoyed the core rules of Warhammer Fantasy Battles, uh, minus the end times. Those are kind of goofy and fun to screw around with every now and then. Uh, we've been playing with, well, we're, we're putting a very loose, weak narrative spin on. We've been playing with some house rules in eighth edition, for our 8th edition games with Steve's channel. Uh, it's kind of like the winds of magic in our games have been fickle. We've been using the 6th edition rules for casting magic and um, miscasting. Uh, which makes it incredibly risky to try and attempt these big, dangerous spells. And you know what? Even using magic in general is risky. So we have it so double ones are a miscast and they trump 
double sixes. So if you roll both double sixes and double ones, double sixes cast your spell with, with irresistible force. It can't be dispelled. But if you roll double ones, it doesn't cast. Instead, it's a miscast, and then you lose concentration and then suffer the miscast table. So if you roll double, double ones, you're pretty much screwed. Uh, your magic phase is essentially done. Unless you have a lot of dice or, or more than one mage, stuff like that. And the third question, I actually don't know what it is. It's like, how, how has the vibe changed in... So, I will talk as loudly as I can. How has the vibe changed in the offices since Mass Vault appealed? What would you like to see changed about Battle Reports? Okay, so changed about Battle Reports. Uh, well, first and foremost, I like the idea of what we're doing with Vault-exclusive content. That is an amazing idea. It's a great way to reward the Vault members because over time, it's been incidental, though we have been taking away from them. Like, the Open Vault became free content as well. And then we had narrative, it was mostly just narrative campaigns we had in there. And like, that's fine and great, but there used to be a, a lot more to offer in the vault. And then we're going back in that direction. So I'm, I'm more than happy with that. I love the, like, I love the idea of, uh, like the Gorkamorka campaigns all in the vault. And we're shifting a lot of the campaigns all in the vault. So if, you, if you're a vault member, there's a lot of content that are being pushed out in that direction. And we're currently fidgeting with our battle report template now. Uh, you, if you've been paying attention that Dave and Matt in the vault have released a battle report with a new template, we've gotten a lot of feedback on that. Amazing guys. Love the feedback. It helps us more than you can imagine. It gives us some insight into what you're thinking, what you want from us. So they're taking that feedback into consideration and they're reshaping it because a lot of you liked at, a lot of you liked it. A lot of you liked some parts of it and some of you didn't like it at all, which is fine. Like that kind of, that, that kind of, and the criticism was constructive. It made sense. Uh, there was a couple that were like, I hate this. I'm like, okay, but why, right? But uh, some of you that said they didn't like it, they gave us reasons why they didn't like it. And that is perfectly fine. And that's, again, going to help us out. So we're working on that right now. It's going in the right directions. It's pretty fun to record. It takes a lot, not a lot more. It takes a little bit more. But, you know, excellent question, Miso Miso. That's... Oh, there's a fourth one. Okay, what is the fourth one? This one's quick. Okay. What is your favorite one, Commander and Magic? Man, I really do like Moldrotha. Like, Moldrotha is super good. Oh, she's great. Uh, <laughs> two, color combination. Uh, black, blue. Demir. Three, storyline or set MTG. Innistrad, first release. So good. Solid answer. <laughs> I really like the, uh, the, the second uh, approach to Mirrodin, too. Where it was um, Mirrodin, Mirrodin besieged. Oh, it wasn't Mirrodin. It was Mirrodin besieged and New Phyrexia. Well, there's three of them. What was it? what was the first one? Was it Mirrodin, Mirrodin besieged and New Phyrexia? It was besieged and New Phyrexia. Sorry, what, what were you saying? The set before uh, the set before Innistrad was Mir besieged New Phyrexia. Mirrodin, the oh. New Phyrexia was the last one yeah. in the set. It was Mirrodin besieged yeah. and what else? Scars of Mirrodin. That's right. That's what it was. Scars of Mirrodin. So Scars of Mirrodin, Mirrodin besieged and New Phyrexia. That was an awesome timeline too. I love the Phyrexians. I got the tattoo. Uh, I was super big into them back then. I still think they're a really cool concept. It's just like this infectious culture that just goes around and like corrupted an entire, corrupted Mirrodin, an entire plane of existence to be the new Phyrexia, which is awesome. Phyrexians were a completely different take on what the original Phyrexians were uh, way back in the narrative. There's a lot going on. In I haven't actually read any of the, like, the magic novels, but there's a lot going on there. They, they try and tell a lot of the story through the cards, but that's just a fraction of what it actually is. Next question is by Dr. Vulcan. What's up, man? To everyone there, good luck finding a great employee for the team. Oh, yes, for the new editing thing. And good luck with the connection issues. Thing. Yes, thank you. Jeez, right? <laughs> uh, a lot of people have been applying, so that's I have no control over that. I mean, 
Matt and Dave, I'm sure we'll figure that out. Uh, I don't even like. Do you, do you have any say in that one, Colin, or is there? You, you don't really. You don't really know. All right. Yeah. So it just obviously it makes sense as Matt and Dave are the owners, right? So they're gonna figure that out. If there's a lot of odd applications, which are funny, like people applying from very far away. <laughs> I mean, it's great that you're willing to move all the way out here, but that's a pretty big commitment, guys. All right. Okay, we got a kind of long one. Fourteen twenty. Yeah. Starmex. I don't have the last part of it. Hello, Luca. Have you tried out the Melee Necrons, the Novak? Yes. I've tried them a couple times way back when the Codex first came out. And if you did, did you enjoy Melee Crons? Also, Battlefleet Gothic related, what fleet fleets did James bring to battle with? I have been un... That's all I got. 1420. Okay. I have been unable to find good... Oh, been able to find enough chaos in my area to build a fleet. Otherwise, have an awesome day and long live the old world. And then in brackets, except for Dragon's Ogres. You know what? I like the Ogres. I've always had a good time Scum. fighting them. Except for the Hellheart. The Hellheart's an auto-concede. If I'm playing Vampire Council, like, congratulations, you just won. So do you want to just play? We could do this all day if you want to. Um, okay. I have tried Melee Necrons. Novak. I remember winning with them, but it wasn't like, oh, this is, is so powerful. It was, it was just like, I just... My raids made their saves. Uh... My flayed ones got their charges off right away. The Lich Guard were great. They actually somehow survived. It was, it was one of those games where things just... Things that shouldn't have happened happened where my... A lot of the melee Necrons are very vulnerable. Like, Rays have a 3 of vulnerable save, sure. But it's very easy just to smite them dead. Or at least use Psychic Powers to smite them or get rid of them in one way or another. It's, it's not ideal. It's not something you're going to win with all the time. But it does have a lot of hitting power. Uh, Rays hit like trucks. Lich Guard can hit like trucks. Either build are both good. Uh, one's more durable, one's not. Uh, obviously, the one that's not more durable hits much harder. You can make them strength 8, 2 damage, minus 4. That's pretty considerable. No negative to hit. But, I mean, they only have a 3-up save and 2 wounds. T5 is nice. That's all they really got going for them. They, they will die very easily. And Battlefleet Gothic related, James brought Orcs versus my Necrons. So, he's actually being a champion right now and setting up for our second game. Where we're playing 1,500 points in the vault. Uh, the game is amazing. If you, I, I ask you guys, check it out. If you, even if you don't know what Battlefleet Gothic is, we tried our best to explain how it kind of works in the first little bit of the game. And it's also me learning. It's my fourth game, like, ever. Uh, James is pretty knowledgeable with the rules, so that helps quite a bit. I am going to go off another question on Facebook. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through all these. I'll try and go through them quickly. Tom Cox. Is it another one from Tom Cox? No, that's a different one. Is it possible to have an army that works and is legal in both 30k and 40k? 100%. Tom, if you're watching this, you can have either or works. It works better for Chaos, though. I'll let you know that. Mostly because Primaris don't exist in 30k, and it's important to have Primaris in a Space Marine army. It's not mandatory, but it helps a lot. They make excellent troops. Uh, Inceptors can be great with certain chapters as well. Uh, suppressors, all that stuff. It, it, they're, they're excellent options for any Loyalist chapter army in 40k. Now, when it comes to Chaos, absolutely you can use a complete 30k army in 40k, and it'll work very well. Uh, because they don't have any primaries. So all your Marines should turn into uh, Chaos Marines, which you can, can... Like Red Corsairs, for example. Red Corsairs work very well with Chaos Space Marines, right? And then you can just add a Chaos Knight in there, or you can just play... You build your complete Legion, and then just play it... They all have rules, for the most part. Like, a lot of those Forge World units for 30k have not-so-bad rules in Warhammer 40k. You can just take your army, port it over... The problem is the Forge World stuff tends to be very pricey in 40k, so it might be harder to fit all that stuff in. But Chaos tends to play with their 30k armies better in 40k than actual Space Marines do. 
because actual space marines in 40k have to use now granted they're only 11 points a model now oh no they're 12 points a model chaos marines are 11 points a model so they're still pretty cheap but uh they're not a bad option for a tactical marine with a heavy weapon sure whatever it's it's not the worst thing in the world though if you want to be really competitive with it you're probably just going to want to run in intercessors anyways uh the next question is uh ban lung ben loom if I mispronounce it again, I apologize. Cat question here. How many cat shirts do you have? What is your favorite top three cat shirt at the moment uh, for the meow? I appreciate that. I have, I, I have about like 11 or 12. Uh, I, but I probably should throw out like four of them because they're so old and like thin and worn in. I think there's like holes in the sleeves. I don't really wear them anymore. I just have them because I, I have a hard time throwing things out I really like. I'm sure a lot of you can appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of you are probably sighing because a lot of you probably hate people that do that too. Um, my favorite one was always the King Ghidorah one. That is one of the ones I should probably throw out. It's like the three-headed, uh, dragon dinosaur from Godzilla. It was just a cat with three heads and shooting lightning out, out and laser eyes and everything. I also like the, the old, like, kind of, the Godzilla one where it's King Kong one where he's swatting planes out of the air. That one's always kind of fun too. Uh, then I also, I had one where it was a little kitten riding two sharks and he was luring them with chum buckets. That was a gift from a friend of mine. Love that one too, but again, I've had it for like, I don't know, something ridiculous like eight years or something now, or like nine years. And you know, the fact that I've had a shirt for that long is great. It's just retired right now. You know, and also bought them at a time where I was like a lot thinner. So <laughs> there's always that too. Who knows? Maybe I'll just magically lose weight and I'll start wearing it again. It's a weekend shirt. <laughs> it's a weekend shirt. Okay, where do I get my cat shirts from, Nicholas? Gifts. Honestly, variously all over the place. Online, stores. The stores I used to buy, I used to buy cat shirts uh, like back in the t like day seven years ago, eight years ago at Blue Notes. They used to have all the time cat shirts, right? That was like their thing. I loved Blue Notes and then they stopped the doing that. Tees. Yeah, the graphic tees. I love graphic tees. And they're like the only place that did cat shirts. And then like Spencer started doing it too. And oh uh, crap, what's the Hot Topic, all that. So it was just like shopping like I'm in high school or something like that. But I love the cat shirts, man. They were great. Yeah, the kiosks and all that too, yeah. It, they, they don't really sell that stuff anymore. Maybe it's just like a fad that's passed. Uh, oh, Pancake. Here's another question live. Mr. Pancakes for the win. Anyone from any Wargame door to go into Adepticon? Well, Cullen, are you going to Adepticon? I actually just registered for the Fantasy Tournament. Yo, what? <laughs> you didn't even tell me, man. I thought you knew. You thought I knew. <laughs> I'll register with her right after this. If there's spots left, hopefully I'll check. Register for me then. I would, yes, I am going to Adepticon as well. Colin's going to Adepticon. Is Steve going to the tournament? I don't think so. I don't know yet, though. Okay. Well, there's a fantasy event, apparently, that Colin registered for without telling me. So I am probably, if there's spots open, I'll consider registering for that. And yes, I'm going to Adepticon. I think Josh, Steve, myself, Colin, Aaron. Uh, I would imagine Matt's going to go, at least for a little bit. Mostly to network, I assume. Mike might go. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of us are going, though. Uh, has anything out of Psychic Awakening excited you? Anything you're looking forward to from future books in the series? Uh, Labadamir. Labadamir. Labdamir. <sighs> yes. I like the Psychic Awakening stuff. I guess, like, the choose your own this, choose your own that, it's something, it's, it is the de facto way to go about things now, which is fine. I didn't like it at first, because I was always a guy of restrictions. I'm like, if you're going to get to pick some stuff, I want there to be restrictions as well. Like, if you take this, this app, like the High Fleet things, right? Here's an example. 
if you take high, if you take this high fleet bonus and then this happens to you, if you take this high fleet bonus and this happens to you. Now, if they did that, no one would choose them. But that's because the other high fleets have no negatives to them either. I was always a fan of the old codexes that said you could only take X amount of things. Like, uh, like in fantasy, you can only ever take like two rare choices, stuff like that. Or your rares can't be over 25% of your total experience, uh, certain, or not experience, points level. I loved restrictions. Horus Heresy is a good example too. That's why I like the Horus Heresy so much. It's, uh, you, 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 you pretty much always take a right of war. And when you take a right of war, you get X amount of bonuses and you have limitations as well. Uh, like Space Wolves, I can't take artillery in the Space Wolf right awards. I think it's both of mine. The one I am going to be playing, you can't have artillery pieces. That's great. Uh, things that don't move, essentially, or shoot far away. I can't remember the actual rule is. I have to look at the book. I love stuff like that. 8th edition is lacking that. That's why I really liked the... Uh, the Knights. Uh, the Freeblades and whatever the, the Chaos version of Freeblade is. You, if, you, if you could pick one bad thing... Sorry... I think you could pick two bad things or roll for one bad thing. Love that. That was hilarious. But you got to have two bonuses as well. But you also had a downside. Restrictions are great. I think they should bring those back in the game more. Dreadblade? I think it's Dreadblade. I think it's Dreadblade, yeah. I want to see more of that in games. I don't think we're ever going to go back to that kind of stuff. But Games Workshop likes to tease it every now and then. They have a whole new design team, right? Like We're talking things like... How many years ago? Like, when's the last time they released a codex that says you can only have up to one of this unit in your army at any time given, right? Like, that's got to be 5th edition at, like, the latest. I, I could be wrong. Maybe there's some 6th edition stuff like that. I don't remember that being in 7th edition, is what I'm trying to say. And I don't really remember much from 6th edition because I took a hiatus in 6th edition. And I, I, I stopped in 5th, played again in 7th. There wasn't much changed. <laughs> Very minor changes in the editions there, right? Uh, next question is Mike Hopscotch. Wait, oh sorry, am I anything I'm looking forward to in the future books? I skipped that part. Dark Angels and Space Wolves. Uh, Blood Angels already got the release. Awesome stuff for them. Now, I know Space Chaos Space Marines have not been getting representation here, but give it time, people are gonna find the good things. It seems very lacking, but there's reasons for that, I imagine. Uh, already, people are finding powerful combinations of things. Unfortunately, it's more soupy, but the forty, the chaos nature in forty k. Is like there's no unified Night Lord Legion, right? It makes sense that they'd be working with someone else. Alpha Legion, they're not a unified Legion either, right? Like the the only unified Legion I think is the Black Legion, and it's like reluctant reluctantly together. So just, just one thing oh. for your last point. Oh, what I point? That technically, the Tau have one limit. Of oh, they do, they do. <laughs> super killjoy. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. That's not true. There's also the missionary. I had a rant during the Adeptus Aurorita book review where I'm only allowed to bring one missionary per detachment, I think. The, the lone mission, that's what it was. It's just, you know, there's only one missionary. That's fine, whatever. There are restrictions. I want to see more, though. But you're right, that is a good point. Tau can only have one commander per detachment. I guess, you know, because why not? People only really bring Shadow Sun now anyway. only bringing commander. Right, but now people just bring Shadow Sun because she can do her thing twice. So that's, there's only one commander anyways for the most part. There's probably other lists that run more. Like, I'm, for the competitive stuff that I, that is very open to the public that most people see. Of course, people at home bring a lot more commanders, I assume. Stuff like that. Uh, and then for looking forward in future books, uh, Space Wolves coming out. I'm very curious what they're going to get. Uh, I would love to see them get Doctrines because Blood Angels got Doctrines. I'm like 99.9% .9 sure on that one. I know they get a bonus in the Assault Doctrine, so that probably means they get Doctrines too. Uh, Dark Angels coming out. I would love to see Dark Angels get 
um, this rule. I don't think they're going to get it, but if they do get it, it'd be really cool. Now, Dark Angels have the Ravenwing, Deathwing, and the Greenwing, right? Uh, I don't really play Dark Angels at all, but they're in such a rough place that I would love to see them get something like this. I would love to see them get a Greenwing bonus in the Devastator Doctrine. I would love to see them get a Ravenwing bonus in the Tactical Doctrine. I would love to see them get a Deathwing bonus in the Assault Doctrine. So I want to see them have rules for all three wings and all three doctrines. And I guess that's pretty much it. So that way, if you're playing an army that has all three, you're always active in every doctrine. Or if you're playing a mono army, your entire army would get a really cool bonus in X doctrine, right? I think that makes a lot of sense, right? If it's too powerful, who cares? Whatever. Uh, FAQ it. Uh, lower it. But that's a really cool rule that they should probably consider. Well, I can't say they should consider doing it. It's already written. It's just weighing the ship out, right? So it's not like any input I have here. Uh, Mike Hopscotch. Oh, there's also Necron rules coming out sometime later. They promise rules for every army. I'll be honest. I feel like a little cynical when it comes to the Necrons of 40k right now. Having a lot of fun with them in Battlefleet Gothic. They're super overpowered. So that's why. Uh, they're, really, they're pretty fun in Kill Team as well. But I, they're just lacking something uh, in 8th edition. They're lacking that feel. They don't, they don't feel like Necrons anymore in 8th edition. Don't know why. They just... They don't have that feeling for me. Uh, bu -bu -bu -bu. Next question. Mike Hopscotch. Luca, you got to try out some uh, Ballista in your Greywater Fastness. The gun line is real. Okay, that's fair. Very fair. I forgot that they can take uh, Stormcast Eternals. Yeah. That's just like 110 points for a really good piece of artillery. Is there any synergy there with the Greywater Fastness, though? Does it? Because it only increases Ironwold Arsenal artillery range, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong about that. I don't know if there's a lot of synergy with it. It's just more good artillery fire. Like, like that model is great in any army. So, I mean, it, it would make sense in Greywater Fastness as well. Next question is going to be by John Rosebush. The Wargaming Gods have punished you for neglecting your models as penance. You must sacrifice all of your models, save for one single 2,000-point army for one game. What army do you keep? What models do you include in it? And why? I think I'd still go with Necrons. I'd probably scrap everything and keep my Necrons. I could never get rid of them. I loved them too much when I was younger. And it just kind of hopes, 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 hopes that they somehow go back to how I want them to be. It's just, I feel like they just get run over. They're like, the, the whole durability of the Necron doesn't really exist. And the whole anti-armor thing they used to have doesn't really exist anymore. And I would love to see them go back in that direction. And I would keep my Necron army out of hopes of that. And what I would keep in my army are <clears throat> Blobs of Necron Warriors, Ghost Arts, Immortals, and uh, Lich Garden Rays. That was always my favorite models in the list. Always loved those models. Doomsday Arcs were kind of cool to use every now and then if I wanted something that shot really far away. I never actually liked Destroyers. That's why I don't run them a lot in 40k now, even though they're really good. But, uh, I, I liked having one unit of them, I guess is what I should say. I don't like spamming them. I love one unit destroyers of that cool, like medium range, can hit high, can hit low unit. Uh, extermination protocols obviously making them really, really powerful. But I would keep Necrons for sure. I think without a question. Uh, I didn't even have to think about that one too hard. Next question here. Uh, we have Catfish666. Have you gotten any games yet with Phil the Glacial Geek? You should get him doing some Age of Sigmar with all your studio armies. I could probably convince him to do that easily. Uh, I have not played any games with him myself. He's with Dave all this week. He is. Dave's, I don't want to say slave, but like he's like Dave's puppet. He's like, he's Dave's plaything for this week. They're doing a Path of Glory campaign. If I spoiled that, if that was supposed to be a secret, I don't care. 
<laughs> he's playing, uh, Phil's playing Blood Angels in Path of Glory against Dave's, what Legion is he playing? He's playing K, I think Black Legion. I think he's playing the Black Legion. So it's your classic Path of Glory. Win games, get D3 plus one favor. If you win, you lose, you get D3, I think. And whoever gets to 10 first, their uh, Warlord ascends, and then they have to win a game with the Ascended Warlord. Very, always very basic format, always a lot of fun. So be sure for that, uh, check that out in the future. And then afterwards, I'll be getting in some games with the Glacial Geek. And I'm, I, I, I did promise him I was going to play a game with him for his channel next week at some point as well. Uh, when that'll come out, that's up to him. I actually don't know. Uh, and then next question we have, oh geez, these are coming in fast. I got to answer these quicker. I'm awful at this point. All right, we got Kiefer Killjoy. Ah, thank you really for pointing that out. Hey, Luca, what do you think about the points change to Necrons? I feel we can fit quite a lot more in our list now. Yes. But to be, I guess this chapter proved, it was pretty much the last chapter proved where everything went down in points. That's Games Workshop saying, buy more stuff. Now, in this regard, Space Marines didn't go down. A couple Xenos didn't really go down that much. Necrons, Space Wolves, Dark Angels, uh, Chaos, seen massive point reductions. And that's, that's interesting because those are targeted point reductions. Now a few things every uh, here and there went down points. But the problem is that I feel like two, yeah, in a 2,000 point army, you can fit a lot of stuff in that list. 100%. Uh, destroyers stayed the same. Heavy Destroyers went down, though. The 17 points a model? No. They're cheaper. I know they're cheaper. I'm kind of starting to shift with a lot of other people now. I was always like, 2,000 points, that's the de facto points. That's what you played last edition. That's why, that's why I played last edition. That's why I played this edition. But it's getting to be a lot of models and taking a long time to play now. So... When you take 2,000 points at the beginning of 8th edition and look at that now, you're looking at more of a... That's like what a 1,500-point army is now. If I was to build the same 8th edition Necron list as opposed to now at 2,000 points, that list would actually be about 1,500 points uh, earlier on. So, like, earlier on in the edition. So, I want to start playing more 1750 games now. I think that's going to be my, no, my new go-to number. I apologize if that disturbs people. Not disturbs people, but puts people off it just takes forever to play a 2000 point game and it's just so it can be very swingy now because you can like especially if you're playing something like eldar iron hands or something that just hits like a truck right away like a 2000 point iron hand list has like literally all the toys it needs right same thing for every every army now has all the toys it needs whoever goes first can annihilate you so you want to start taking away the toys taking away all the options it's it's not great when both armies have all the options unless one army is incredibly defensive and the other one hits like a truck then maybe it's gonna be a good game but I think you're going to start seeing a lot more game shift down in points, especially tournaments. Uh, but, 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 but yeah, you can definitely fit a lot of stuff in a 2,000-point game. Not, maybe I'll still play 2,000-point games. No, no guarantee be going down, but it's nice they go down, but that just means like the points level is going to change down, or you have to buy more things to keep up with everyone else, which is a, obviously a good move on Games Workshop, and it makes sense. Next question, Mewtwo, but Mewtwo, actually. So if I would like to get me and my friends started with Battlefleet Gothic today, what are your options if we're missing everything? What are our options if we're missing everything? Oh, yikes. Oh, it's an antique. Guys, you're buying antiques. Not literally antiques, because I think, I think something has to be... Is it 50 or 75 years old to be an antique? I think there's an actual de facto like period of time before something's classified as an antique. Good luck finding this stuff, people. It is hard. I got to imagine Matt literally bought it... It's 100 years for an antique. Okay. Well, they're not actually antiques, but it feels like they are. Vintage is the word you're thinking of. What's vintage? 50? Items that are old, but not quite that old. Okay. So they're vintage. You're looking at vintage stuff here, guys. Matt had to have bought out, like, all of Southern Ontario's Battlefleet Gothic stuff. 
Do you know how many derelict ships we just have in the back office? The back storage area? There's probably 200 to 300 ships back there. Just sitting there. I'm not kidding. I... Maybe two... Okay, 300 is probably a little, but two, 200 is not going overboard. But they're all like... There's like... Some guy had some ridiculously massive Imperial fleet of those like... Like, uh, like Imperial Navy. Uh, Space Marines are back there. Chaos Space Marines are back there. Eldar are back there. Dark Angels... We've got a lot of stuff. Now, not all that as many war games. Steve has a lot of that stuff back there, too. I, like, the Necron fleet's not mine. Ben actually sold that to us a little bit ago. If the, the familiar Benny's been on the channel a lot from England, oh, now living in Canada. That's his Necron fleet I'm playing. So it makes sense that Ben had that fleet and that he would send that because Necrons are overpowered and Ben only plays overpowered stuff. <laughs> so if Ben's watching, thank you for the Necron fleet. It's great. Oh, uh, boy. Jeez. Uh, I would say good luck. But you know what? I could be wrong. Maybe your local area is just ripe for the picking of salvage when it comes to Battlefleet Gothic. You're going to want to find the tokens. You're going to want to find the ships. You're going to want to find the rule books. And the quick, uh, the quick play guides are great too. There's a lot of FAQs that came out uh, over the time as well. The FAQs really improved upon the game. I must note that the FAQs make it quite good. I would highly recommend if you do get any of that stuff and it's cheap, buy it. Because the game is amazing. But at the same time, I can guarantee, I shouldn't say that, but I can almost promise that Games Workshop's going to release Battlefleet Gothic again. It's almost near guarantee. I'm pretty sure they even com- uh, they confirmed it, but it's not on the list right now. It's, it's, it, there's other things coming out first, like Aeronautica and like Titanicus will come out. Battlefleet Gothic could be next year's release. Who knows? Could be the year after that. Is it going to be the same scale? Probably not, because they're going to want people to buy new things. But to be fair, Battlefleet Gothic scale was almost non-existent anyways because the ships on the little stems were, if you want to imagine them as like holographic fields. Imagine you're the commander looking at like a hollow star map, holographic star map, and the ship is actually like this tiny little minuscule thing. The ship itself is actually the stem of the base is what the, the scale of the ship's supposed to be. And the large ship on top of it is just an, uh, a bloated up image of what's actually there. And it's just them going around the map and you kind of controlling where they all go. That's actually what it is. Uh, so if they up the scale and they kind of do the same thing, I guess you could technically use old stuff. Uh, bu- 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 okay, this one is by uh, Matthias. I, he's got a bunch for me, apparently. I'll try to do this quickly. How would you employ uh, the Satan, Catan, I can never remember how to pronounce these, units in a 750-point game? Build the army around them, force multiplier, beat stick, or any other ways? I don't think so. Uh, only the Deceiver. The Deceiver can do work for you. The Deceiver was like a big mainstay in competitive Necron stuff early on. Nowadays, not so much, but you can still use him to be incredibly aggressive. The only problem is Necrons don't have a lot of the hitting power to be incredibly aggressive like that. They used to be able to go for it and just table their opponent. Now things are more wounds, more armor, or there's more things on the table in general, so Necrons don't have that capability. And they don't have the survivability to survive their retaliation from that. But you can build a lot of lists around the, the Deceiver. Before, it used to be a lot of Necron Warriors. Now, maybe... I don't know. I actually... I don't know. I can't answer that question. I'm not good on that one. I don't think you can if you want it to be competitive. I think you're barking up the wrong tree there. But you can use the Deceiver to be hyper-aggressive. The other versions of the Shards, they don't do anything gimmicky. They just... They are independent. They're lone wolves, right? They don't help the army in any way, shape, or form. They have no auras. They have no synergy. They just... They don't even get the army rules. They're literally there if you like their rules and you bring them. You can't really build anything around them. Uh, the next question is, which is your favorite Necron unit to play? Uh, paint? Which Necron unit do you hate to paint? I hate painting Tomb Blades. I didn't like building Tomb Blades, 
My favorite to paint was probably the warrior because it was so easy and it felt rewarding too. You make them all gray. I painted his little shoulder armor plates black. You know what? Overlord. I had the most fun painting the Overlord because I thought he had like the perfect amount of detail for a Necron. As a Necron, he had a lot of detail. It was easy to paint and it looks great afterwards. I had a lot of fun painting the Necron Overlord. And what do you think of the heavy Seraptic construct? Uh, will you bring one in a bat rep if given the chance? Yes, I would of course try and bring uh, one of those out. I would love to bring one of those. We don't have one yet. I've been like half pestering to get it. It hasn't really been that important, so I haven't actually requested it. There's other things I'd rather have more of, like just getting more coverage of Age of Sigmar. We already have so many 40K armies, so it's kind of pointless to get it. Probably get one soon though, at some point. And that's it for that. We have the next question, Kroll46. Oh. Hello, Mr. The Dice. What do you think of the new Horus Heresy light tanks? The little weird, like, backwards Sakaran with the mortar? I think they're adorable. I think Steve hates them, though. Uh, the rules? They seem, like, just okay. I don't know if you're going to be building lists around them. They're cool to include in your list. It's kind of one of those, like, I guarantee people are going to buy them, build them, and put them in their list because they're new. Not because they're outstanding. I mean, someone could figure something out. I looked at it briefly, and I'm like, that's okay. Sure. It's a tank <laughs> that shoots a gun that is good at killing this type of thing, right? It's not like, oh, this will kill everything. No, this will kill, I think it was, it's a mortar, and I remember it being, uh, it's probably against infantry. I, I honestly don't remember. I assume it's good against infantry. Uh, I think they're cool. I think they're neat. I like anything new for the Horus Heresy because it kind of like reinvigorates hope. You know, there was a big surge of Heresy players again when Book 8 came out, kind of brought the people out of the woodworks and uh, uh, got more people back into it. A lot, a lot of people going from 8th edition to the Heresy as well, just because they kind of missed that old edition maybe. Or maybe something came out in uh, 8th edition they didn't like, and they're like, screw this, I'm going to go play a Horus Heresy. Because uh, a lot of people were afraid it just wasn't going to get covered anymore, you know, uh, with the passing of Alan. And it kind of stagnated there for a long time. So, you know, the books are coming out again. That's good. Things are in motion. Everything's looking great. So bonus is there. <laughs> Next question. Oh, geez. Pezler Polychromatic. Pezler Polychromatic? Pezler? Well, polychromatic at least. Uh, what are you hoping that Grey Knights get in the new Psychic Awakening book? Well, first and foremost, Grey Knights going down on points in Chapter Proof is great. Love to see that. In fact, I also really want to play Grey Knights. Not full, fully fledged. I'm talking like a game or like two, right? So expect to see Grey Knights in the future at some point, especially against demons. I don't care if that's this tailoring. I'll do it anyways. Uh, we're going to be playing... I would like to see... I don't even know what they'd give them. I feel like they're just so... It's so weird to give them Primaris. I would just, like, Grey Knights have always been the very alien space marines, right? They have, they all have storm bolters, their power armor's different, they have a completely different way of going about things, they're, like, very close combat oriented, but at the same time, they had a lot of shooting, they were incredibly elite. I need a drink, my throat hurts. I have no idea what they would do with them. I wouldn't even begin to, uh, what would I like to see? Like... I'm trying to think of like what you would give them without making them too strong. <laughs> oh, more impactful psychic powers. I would love to see, you know what I would love to see? Honestly, I would love to see force come back in force, right? Uh, force used to be instant death. I want to see force come back. Maybe have great nice people ones that can do force. That'd be really cool. Force used to be, if you had a force weapon, you automatically knew the psychic power force. And if you wounded something, uh, and they suffered a wound, instead of it doing one damage, it would take away all their health. So, hey, would that be overpowered? Maybe. But, I want it anyways. 
keep Great Knight's Force back. Make it so they walk up to a, uh, uh, a greater demon, a great unclean one. You walk up, you wound it once, you just take it off the table. Is that overpowered? Sure. But that's what you used to do before, so why not, right? Unless they had Eternal Warrior. Eh, in that regard, they, they would ignore that. But Force for the more, it was such a hard counter to monsters, monsters, creatures, um, big uh, characters, all that stuff. It was awesome. It was super cool. I would love to see them bring that back. Why not? I guess essentially give them more impactful psychic powers than what they have now. Just make it so they're better in the psychic regard. Because I feel like they got shooting down. Um, they, have bolted, they, they have bolted this one, right? I can't remember. It's been so long since I've seen anything with Grey Knights. I think that one stratagem, the Psy, the psy rounds work for everything now, so that's kind of cool too. Just give them better psychic, psychic capability, I think, is the best bet. Oh, wow, I skipped twice. Okay, Nierman, what do you think about the new word bearers? Thinking about starting a Chaos Army, I would like the lore from them, but I was told the rules are not so in their favor in comparison with the other legions. Okay, well, you're right. That is 100% true. Uh, they're lacking right now. They're all kind of focused on like demons and summoning and possessed stuff. I, I glanced at the rules a couple times. No real interest. I feel like 30K does a good job representing the word bearers. 30K does a really good job as it should, representing Space Marines. <sighs> I, I could maybe try a game with them out to see how I really like them, but they're not really on the, uh, the, the radar right now, the whole scope of everything. So probably won't see them for a while. Not a huge fan of their 8th edition rules. I mean, their, their, their rule is they shall know no fear. How, that is so boring. That is like the most boring thing ever. Like, why is that a thing? Ugh. I was so disappointed to see that. The word bearers have so much potential to be cool. The word bearers are the, the space marines you fight in Dawn of War. How, they're so cool in Dawn of War, right? They're nothing in 40k right now. Uh, Rusty A, are we going to see more Warcry when the rules for the new warbands drop? I know you probably want to. I don't think they're super high on the, the focus right now. Though a Warcry campaign would be really cool. Uh, I know a Necromunda campaign is kind of in the works right now for the future. I think I'm going to be part of that with Matt. I have no idea who else is going to be doing that. No promises on Warcry, though. I apologize. Mike Hopscotch, another question. Also try a Lord Ordinator. Yeah, Lord Ordinator does work really well. It boosts all order war... Oh, is it all order war machines? Hey, look at that. If that's true, if that's true, then that's really cool. I... Order war machine, eh? Okay, that, that could work quite well. A ballista. Oh, is there something? It was a really long one, but yeah. I assume the question kind of, or is more of a, a suggestion. He corrected himself at one point, but then that, that comment came after. Oh, okay, got you, yeah. So that's, that's kind of cool, actually. Uh, that's a good idea. Maybe I'll try that out once. I've been playing a lot of Dwarven Greywater Fastness, and by a lot, I mean three games. It went pretty well for me. And one of the games just went up today, actually, so it's in the vault. If you have, I did a 2v2. Uh, with three of my friends. So if you're not a Vault member, or you are a Vault member and you have checked that one, if you haven't checked that out yet, go check it out. It's a really fun game. I think we all just did like 1,250 points or something like that. Something small. Next question. Uh, Key for Killjoy, did you see the new Admech Flyer? What are your thoughts? It's It looks so weird for 40k, right? It's, ornithopter, ornithopter. Yeah, it looks like an Ornithopter. I'm like, it looks like something I know. It's, I swear it looks like or, something I know. Ornithopter is just based off, is it? Oh, Noah, I'm a fool. Who would... Was it Da Vinci? Da Vinci who invented that weird flying thing? I believe so. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it, it looks very much like that, but taken to 40K, right? It's super cool. Ornithopter is super cool. Is it Da Vinci? Are you looking it up? Oh, well. 
I th it's awesome design. Uh, awesome, I love it, I love it. It's, it's so different from 40K, but it's so cool at the same time. It's, I never would have expected AdMech to get Flyer, right? I haven't seen a new Flyer come out in a long time. Flyers haven't really been the focus for a while, so now that they have that, that's kind of cool. I'm gonna go to another question from Facebook because I've kind of extinguished the ones from the live. Oh, is it Da Vinci? Okay, yeah. Who who have invent? Yeah, okay. So my Facebook went after the freaking my homepage for some reason. Okay, here we go. I got this. I've got this. I'm gonna let that load. And I got another question there. Boop. Okay. So oh, never mind. Here I'm coming to the questions, people. I'm coming to the questions. Wasting time. Wasting time. Coming to the questions. Look at me go like an old person. Okay. Wargaming gods took my stuff. Answer that one. How do you suggest I get the Luca? Okay, Michael. How do you suggest I get the Luke of the Dice I purchased out of my wife's crazy cat lady mitts? Really regretting showing her now. Let her enjoy them, man. Don't take that away from her. <laughs> Just suffer it. This is what you get. You should have bought them for yourself. <laughs> Feel the pain and nothing but sixes. Feel the pain, but nothing but sixes. Or maybe just play a different game where you're real high. Bad. Make her take a lot of morale checks. I don't know. <laughs> don't take them away, though. Oh, great. Just just embrace it. Uh, we've got Graham. Hey, Luca, do you sometimes play games with the goal of being the jerboni, the person who loses on purpose? Uh, if so, in what situation? I don't know. I think so. I've, I always thought it was like an offensive thing or something. He's quickly... Wow, I've never seen Colin Google something faster. I'm interested. Oh. I can tell him microphone. Well... Okay, whose primary, okay, look at that. I didn't know that. It is actually what that means. Whose primary purpose is to lose. Mostly in teaching situations or pretty much that. If I'm teaching someone the game, you want to lose to them. Not obviously lose to them. Give yourself a handicap they don't know about, right? Uh, give them more points without saying it. Uh, don't use all your rules. Stuff like that. You want to lose or you want to make the game as close as possible or as exciting as possible, right? So that is the one main situation you want to be uh, jabroni. What is that even from? Like, what is that? Is that English? Like, is it Italian? I don't know. Is it? Does it even say its origin? Apparently, it came from The Rock. Like Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Apparently, it's previously <laughs> been used by Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan. It's a wrestling term then. So it's a wrestling term then. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I guess that makes sense for that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, we got another one by CJ here. When will we see the Horace Heresy videos from Vito? Vito doesn't really have a... I think he actually answered this on the thing, I guess. Vito doesn't have a legion right now. He sold his Thousand Sons. He's not, I guess, really... Like, he only liked the Thousand Sons. To, to be fair, he played the Thousand Sons way before they got rules. So he suffered their awful, awful rules until they got amazing rules in book seven. So kudos to him, he deserves to play with those really good rules. Now, he sold them, and I don't think he really likes other, any other Legion other than the White Scars, which are probably like one of the most expensive Legions to buy into because all the, the Forge World bikes, I think they're like $100 a bike, or like 70 bucks a bike or something like that, something way too expensive. So good luck to that, right? Uh, I, I mean like the White Scar specific bikes, the new ones that they just came out with. Uh, or Demons of the Runestorm, he could do something like that, but that's a lot of work to make a, a proper Demons of the Runestorm army. Uh, Craig, do you pronounce it Caribbean or Caribbean? I pronounce it both. I like Caribbean more. 
We are the pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> I always love that little tune. I don't know. I've always liked the Caribbean, but Caribbean, I think, is also accepted. I would say Caribbean is probably higher in the percentage. I'd agree. Colin thinks Caribbean is said more. Sure. I've heard it pronounced Caribbean more, but I like Caribbean. Arthur, may sound like a bit of a silly question, but you like cats with lasers and all that, or is it cats in general you like? Why is there no homebrew cat marine chapter yet? I, I liked the silly nature of the shirts back when I got them. I, I'm, I'm, I guess if I had to split my like for cats and dogs or pets in general, I'd put cats at like 55, 60% and dogs at 45 to 40. I love them both. I just like cats a little bit more because I don't know. You know what my favorite thing to do? You know when a cat's just kind of minding its own business, just standing on something or looking at something? I just like to pick it up and, and it's like, not annoy it, but like, oh, you're, were you focusing on something? I'm just going to bother you by picking you up and holding you now. Like, are you trying to do something important? I hope not because I'm just going to pick you up now. I love doing that. I don't know why. That's like my favorite thing or it's like petting them. My friend's got the like the softest, nicest cat ever. Yeah, I love that cat. Uh, I just, I, maybe I really like cats a lot more. I, I, I like dogs though too. But not like, I, I, I don't hate the little poopy dogs. Like, but you know you know that dog I mean? The dog that kind of just sits there and just shivers. It's like constantly terrified. I'm like, it's just so pathetic. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, I can't get my eyes off it though. I just can't help but laugh at how pathetic that poor dog is. Like, why is it so traumatized? Is it actually traumatized or is that just, is that its natural habit? Like, why does it just do that? Why does it just shiver and just always look terrified? You're not doing anything. You're just sitting there. Like, why is that a thing? Oh, man. I'm trying to remember my friend's cat's name. I'm awful with names. Toby and Kiki. Yeah, I love Kiki. I freaking love Kiki. Toby's okay, too, but he weighs like 8,000 more pounds for some reason. And he's not fat. Kiki's like a, a female cat. She's like, She's all, all fur. It's like very furry. And then when you pick her up, she's so thin. And then like Toby's just like some meat stick cat man. And just, <laughs> he's just like, he just thuds all over the place when he walks around. You know, he, he comes up and down the stairs. He's like, who else is here? It's just a cat. Meow. <laughs> it's just a weird cat. All right. AOS question here by Frederick. I saw you played a couple of bat reps with Soul Blight. How do you feel about Legion of Blood and would you try it anytime soon? I played them in the past. Uh, they're cool. I haven't played Legion of Nagash in a while just because they had such a negative swing to them in the past and it's just, oh man, I don't know, it's weird. It's just like, I feel like, like the AOS has moved on so far past Legions of Nagash in the forms of, sorry, the Bone Reapers and uh, Night Haunt. And soon to come to Soul Blight, you know, fingers crossed, soon to come there. Uh, I would love Flesh to see Flesh Eater Courts, right? Legion of Nagash is just like, if you want to play them, I guess if you want zombies, you can play Legion of Nagash. If you want Skulls and Hordes, you're better off doing Bone Reapers, right? Uh, I just, I feel like they've fallen so far behind. Not in power. They're still very powerful, mind you. It's just, it's just a lot of lacking interest, I guess. Lacking character. It's very much, I have, a, I have hordes that come back to life for command points. I have powerful magic. And hordes are just powerful in general, so... They don't have anything really unique. Like, the, the, the relentless discipline points of the Osiric Bone Reapers and, like, commanding all these little units is so cool and unique. Uh, the Night Haunt are very cool and unique as well in their own way. And just, I feel like they're just lacking something interesting. Age of Sigmar's main thing for me is how cool the army rules for armies are. They feel very much like you're playing those armies. And they, they, they really skew hard into that. Legion of Gash feels like that. It plays really well for playing hordes. If you're playing anything else, it kind of does nothing. So you have to be playing hordes. And sometimes playing a horde is exhausting. 
you don't want to move 200 models. You, you feel like playing with less models sometimes. Uh, I'm running out of time, so I'm going to try and do. I'm going to. I'm going to close the stream bot in like two to three minutes. Three minutes. Three ten. My time. I don't know what that is for your time. Uh, give or take hours. Uh, if you have a question, ask it now, and then I'll get to it. If not, uh, you're out of time. You'll have to ask me again in like a month and a half. <laughs> That's your next opportunity. Uh, for now, I'm going to ask a couple more questions while this loads up from Facebook because there's a lot here and I want to get through these. Who is Mini Wargaming staff member? Uh, who is the Mini Wargaming staff member uh, I enjoy facing? And which one? Wait, who is Mini Wargaming staff member he most enjoys facing? And which one does he? Oh, it's for me. Okay, who do I like to face and who do I hate facing? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> I'm going to remain neutral and say that I have no one I prefer to face and no one I hate to face <laughs> because <laughs> it kind of makes it seem like I actually do, though. I don't, I swear. Next question. Uh, Sean Clark, settle the debate, Luca. Dogs or cats? Cats. Next question. John McDonald, no one offers questions. We de- Wait, no one offers questions. No one offers questions. I get it. We demand to see Luca do slash say ridiculous things for an hour to fill that awkward void. You know what? I would do that for you, John. I would. Uh, okay, we got a couple more there. I love that name. All right. All right. Luca by Daniel. With all the Psychic Awakening books coming out in the next few months, where do you see the meta shifting to? Do you see Marines dominating as have been, or do you see something coming up and could possibly shut them down a little? Uh, I, I believe every six months or so, the meta shifts drastically. Eighth edition, believe it or not, has a very healthy competitive scene compared to previous editions of Warhammer 40k. This is probably the healthiest Warhammer 40k competitive has ever been. It can go even further. I was having some uh, conversations with Phil the Glacial Geek and James last night, who is very insightful when it comes to the competitive nature of 40k. Uh, first and foremost, you know what, I'm not going to get into the details of that. Yes, I think Psychic Awakening will shift the meta, especially when the last book comes out. Not saying the last book has anything in particular, but the last book being something really cool. Uh, all the Psychic Awakening stuff coming out done. People will then really figure out the nitty gritty stuff. Are the Astar- Okay, another reason why the Astartes Space Marines are so high up on the chart, and they have been for like 13 or 14 weeks or something like that, is because literally everyone is playing them, right? If 100% of the people are playing Space Marines, Space Marines are going to win the top eight 100% of the time. It's just people aren't being creative enough with the arm- other armies, or they are, but like like Tower up there still, Eldar up there still. I think Necrons are in like eighth place somehow. Um, well, I shouldn't say somehow. There's like one really good build in Necrons. There's a couple of good builds in Necrons. I, I'm not really interested in the models. That's why I never really play it. But yes, the meta will shift. Is it still going to be Space Marines? Hard to say. They're in a really good spot right now. So they're, they're easy to pick up, cheap to buy. The models, it's the, the models aren't hard to find. I'm sorry. That's what I meant to say. The models are easy to get your hands on. It's easy to learn how to play. Uh, it's not very punishing if you forget something, right? So it's just a very relaxing army to play at a tournament as well. There's not a lot of pressure. So they both perform well, and it's a really relaxing army to play. So that's why a lot of people choose to play them. Maybe, and then, you know, nerfs to other armies have soured people to their armies that they were originally really good at. Like, play bears going up a, a point. That soured a lot of people because, you know, space marines already have enough firepower to deal with the plague bear hordes to protect demons. Uh, your demon princes for Thousand Sons. And now... They went up a point, so you're just getting punished even more. So uh, that could sour even more of those cast players. They screw this. I'm done with this. I'm just gonna go play Space Marines too. And there you go, chalk one up another Space Marine player to shift the meta more to Space Marine wins. It is what it is. 
Uh, will you guys make another Necromunda campaign? Maybe a narrative campaign. Okay, I am, you got like 10 more seconds to put a question into the Streamlabs. Uh, will you guys make another Necromunda campaign? Maybe a narrative one? Yes, that is in the works. Uh, next one by Alexander. More serious question. Can we get a Middle-Earth strategy battle game, Battle Companies progression campaign, Small Warbands becoming seasoned vets? Yes, I would love to do that. I, if I could get the time, the resources, and the people to do that, yes, I would 1,000% do that campaign. That's kind of like something I want to try and push. I know it's it's criminally unrepresented, that game. That game is so good. If you like Lord of the Rings and you haven't tried this game, get into this game. Amazing rule set. It's just, I, can't, I can't go over how much I love it. All right. I'm going to answer these questions in Streamlabs now and like a couple more here from the people on Facebook and then that'll be it because I do have to get back to my guest and play more Battlefleet Gothic for you guys to watch at home. Starmex! Luca, you excited for Grey Knights and seeing what they get in the next Psychic Awakening book that has them, Dark Angels, and Thousand Suns in it? Rules only without new models. Yeah, I, 100%. I would love to see what they get. I'm very curious where they're going to put them at. I could be... It could be a bunch of small things that make them really good, or it could just be one major thing. Either one would be really cool. I'd like to see them all around be able to operate independently very well. I want Space Marines to have power on their own per unit, if you know what I mean. Like a drop pod of a strike squad, or like a strike squad showing up behind enemy lines can work well on their own. They're not going to show up and then just die to auto gunfire, right? I want them to be really good on their own. And Space Marines are getting closer to that. Uh... MWG or for life or mini wargamer or er, er. mini this is this is why I like mini wargamer er for life. What type of car do you drive? Sure, <laughs> I drive a Chevy Cruze. I bought it in 2015. I like it. It's performed well for me, and I bought it because it handled gas very well. It was very efficient when it came to gas, and it was safety very well. Those are like the two things I cared about, and I kind of liked how it looked too. And it was like a, a it was like a cheap rent car. I think I ended up paying like. 25,000 for it at the time? 23? That was one of those two. I can't remember. Uh, Dr. Vulcan, have a wonderful day over there. Thank you for the stream. Oh, you're welcome, Dr. Vulcan. Thank you for tuning in again. You know, I appreciate your support. Olix009, I have bought my brother 20 Poxwalker, 7 Plague Marines, and 1 Plague Caster. Is this a good start for him, or do those units suck? No, they don't suck. But you're just going to need a lot more. <laughs> so Poxwalkers on their own. I recently just played a game of Warhammer 40k against Space Wolves where I did the Poxwalker bomb horde again. Uh, with the points drop of Cultists of Poxwalkers, I think it's very playable, very doable. Uh, obviously, it's got its counters, but overall, you're going to have a great time every time. Now you got 20 Poxwalkers. I'd recommend, uh, I'd say, either get 10 more and stop there. So you have your three basic troops at a... Uh, 150 points for three troops, that's not bad. You can skew into other things. Poxwalkers are good because they're five points of model and they're immune to battle shock. And if they're charged by weak little gribbly things that are infantry, they can restore their uh, models. Uh, you have to pay the points for going over 10, though, if you're going to bring squads of 10. Now, that's great. So I'd say buy 10 more of them. Or if you want to go hard into the Poxwalkers, if your brother likes the idea of Poxwalkers becoming massive hordes of zombies, you're going to want about 120 more. You want, you want that, but you want like 120 Poxwalkers to 160 Poxwalkers and an equal amount of cultists. Yeah. <laughs> because when the cultists die, they turn to Poxwalkers. The Poxwalkers can't get shot until all the cultists are dead. It's that kind of list. Watch the game. It's on YouTube. You'll see why. It's very expensive money-wise, though, because that's a lot of models you got to buy and paint. So, and time-wise, too, because you got to take the time to paint that. Or if you pay someone else to paint it, that costs a lot of money, too. 
Uh, so I'd recommend just getting 10 more pox. I guess you don't need to because you get the seven plague marines. So there you go. Those units are fine. Poxwalkers are perfectly fine at five points a model, holding an objective in cover. They're not going to run away. They have to kill them to a man. Perfect unit for that one job. Plague Marines, three, uh, seven of them with th- uh, three uh, plasma guns. That's a great unit too. There's your troop choices. Plague Caster is a great psyker. He went down to 95 points. Does a lot of mortal wounds if you get within like seven inches of your enemy or something like that. It's seven or nine. He has a rule called Pestilential Fallout. Every time you roll a seven or more on a psychic power, the nearest enemy model within X amount of range takes a, a, a mortal wound in addition if there's any other mortal wounds. I'd go from there, Demon Princes and Terminators. I love the Terminators so much. The Blightlord Terminators, so good. So, so good. And Demon Princes are really good too. And the Demon Engines are really good too. So, you know what? That's a great start. That's a good, that's a good job. We have the last question on Streamlabs, and I'll do a couple, couple more over here. We have uh, Mon Trugius. Could you show some bigger AOS games, like a 2.5,000 point game per army with big models? Talk to like Nagash and Archeon. Yeah, some more of those will be coming in the future. I can promise that. Uh, if we do some in-house games, we can do them a lot quicker. That way, it doesn't really matter how many points we have. Like, if you have like Archeon in a list in a 2,500 point game, well, you're really playing an 1,700 po- point game with Archeon in it. So, it's pretty quick. And it's just, it, th- that can be done. That can most definitely be done. Especially when I get the Bone Reapers in. I would love to do some challenge games with Bone Reapers. Like, they're nuts. Uh, boom. In the future, though. Maybe we'll do the Gathering Might, where you play like the apocalypse size games, where you build many models. Okay, here we go. Marcus Hume. Have you ever considered writing running a Horus Heresy narrative campaign for Steve or Matt? Uh, would you consider doing one either squad-based or army-based, perhaps in a mini wargaming alternate timeline? A little intimidated about the 7th edition narrative campaign. I find 8th edition does them a little bit easier. You could house rule some things in 7th edition to make the narrative campaigns a little bit easier. Uh, I've been tempted to do it. It's... I don't know, it's just, I guess I'm just so focused on the basic gameplay of it because it is 7th edition, so it's a little bit uh, foggier in my mind than all the new 8th edition rules. I, would, I think the, the Heresy is such a narrative-rich environment that something like that could be done uh, very easily. Well, I mean, you'd have, you'd have no trouble thinking of a narrative. All right, Mike Egan, Space Wolves, 30k Space Wolves when? Soon, maybe. The commissioner who's working on them had to, there, there's a whole... Th- I had to get him to, he had to move his studio uh, uh, sometime late summer. No, uh, early fall. It was early fall. But the whole goal was to get the models to him before then, but I had shipping issues, so the models got to him right before he had to move his studio. So he had to do this whole studio move thing. Now he's working on them now. He's working on his other commissions, so they're, they're getting done. There's a big delay there. That's fine. I was in no rush to get them back, so there's no pressure on him. Uh, and then Travis. Oh, wait, sorry. And thoughts on what's been pre- uh, previewed so far from Book 9? Dark Angels, man. They look amazing. And that means Steve will get back into the game too, which is always nice. And there'll be more, more people back in the heresy. It is every time there's a new book, more people get back in the heresy, and that's always healthy for the game, and that's good to see. They have many, many more books to go when it comes to these black books, because they're just on the Theramis Crusade now. The Unremembered Empire hasn't even happened yet. There's a lot of stuff still. How do you think Night Haunt is as a whole, uh, now with all these new 2019 armies and their new focus? Travis Brooks. Um, I don't know, Night Haunt, I've never really, the, the only competitive Night Haunt list I've played I don't know if I want to call it competitive. It's like my own list that I kind of thought up. I have no idea if anyone else runs this online or if it's actually already known as a competitive list. This is like Spirit Host, like Spirit Host bombs, where it's just like like 18 moons, 21 moons of Spirit Host, and I guess it's just 18. It's just 18 moons of Spirit Host right in the middle of the table. Negative one to hit, negative one to wound. Uh, they don't really do a lot of damage. They can, but they just don't die. And they just refuse to die with the getting 2d3 in them back a turn. Really obnoxious. I think there's a lot of other more powerful armies out there though, like 
Iron Jaws is super strong. Uh, uh, Fire Slayer is really good. Um, the new Slaves of Darkness have a lot of potential. And obviously the Osiarch Bone Reapers, right? Uh, where does Nighthawn stand? Not that great. Uh, Alexander, why'd you guys abandon me on the WoW server Discord? I think I answered your, your question earlier if you're still watching live. It's not my fault. I apologize. And I'll do two more. Javier, will the Necrons ever get real love and not just thrown together spare parts from existing models just asking for a friend? Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to get real love uh, anytime soon. It, maybe Psychic Awakening will do outstanding things for them, though I don't have my hopes up too high. It, it might need a new edition and a new book. Uh, Paul Clemens, do you guys play Saga Dark Age, Crusades, or Age of Mystics? If so, what warbands do you play, and if not, why not? Cool-looking games. Wish I played them. Don't play them. Why don't I play them? I don't have any time to buy them, paint their models, learn the rules, and find someone to play with, because I think Josh had some interest. And, like, it ended there, because someone had given them the Saga book. I looked through it. I was really intrigued. But, alas, no time to actually play it. Here's a fun fact. My friends all play Star Wars Legion. And one of them was really looking to split on the Clone Wars box. I'm like, fine, whatever. I'll do it. I'll friggin' bite the bullet. So, I just... I like Fantasy Flight games. I just don't really have the time to play any other games than the ones here at work. But if all my friends play, I'd be able to sneak in time to play here and there. I... I... I vaguely, vaguely, quickly mentioned it to Josh. Like, I don't know, like a, like a sentence in between a comment. And he was like, oh, cool. And then he texted me later. I was like, I bought like 85 things. <laughs> He's just like, I bought literally everything I could possibly buy. He only bought a starter box. But he immediately got into it. He's been, he's been humming and hawing about it for a while. And I guess he thinks I could be reliable to play with. Maybe I am. I actually don't know. I got the droids. I mostly got the droids so I could say Roger Roger a lot while I play games. And I got General Grievous, so I could say, ah, General Kenobi. <laughs> you're, you're a bold one. <laughs> and then, you know, if General Kenobi's on the other side of the field, then, you know, I'll get, uh, hello there. <laughs> a good old classic, right? So I got, because we, I bought two star collecting boxes with my friends, so we split. He got the Republic half, I got the CIS. Uh, but I'm going to ask for his Kenobi, and he can have my Grievous, because you don't need two of them. That way I can have the Kenobi Grievous on my shelf. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe, maybe, maybe... Sometime far in the future, there'll be some Legion battle reports. Can't make any promises on that, though. But if I have a painted army, and Josh has a painted army, or I bring a friend in, you know, maybe there'll be some merit to recording that. Anyways, folks, I have used up all the time I have. I could literally keep going. I closed the chat. I have so many more questions here to answer. I apologize to anyone I couldn't get to. There was, like, way too many guys. Like, way too many. I appreciate all the questions. Maybe next time. Remember, Matt is next week, so leave your questions for him at the bottom of this video on miniwargaming.com, not YouTube. Those comments will be disabled. Thank you for tuning in. See you guys next time. Happy Wargaming.